1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: Welcome to the Dope Black Woman podcast. The podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levers, I'm Rashaan. You can call me Shan. I'm Lives. This week on the podcast, we'll be discussing whether we feel the pressure to become a mom with Adobe Notchuku. Hey, Dobes.
2: <laughs> Hi. Am, I to, am I supposed to talk now? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: okay, <sorry. laughs> Guys, for those of you who don't know, we're recording remotely due to this whole self isolation business. Everybody is safely in their own home. We are abiding by the law. So, yeah, Dobes, tell us about you. A little bit about who you are and what makes you a dope black woman.
2: I, I'm married to a fantastic man who is yet to be a dope black dad. Um, I've got two beautiful daughters, and one is about to get married. Well, supposed to get married in June, but with all this coronavirus nonsense, I don't know what's happening.
0: With oh, that. congratulations! <laughs> Thank Congrats!
2: You Thank you very very much. And I work for local government, and um, yes, I'm. Um, what makes you a dot black woman i think i think i'm as funny as heck i think i'm hilarious <laughs> and I a black woman as well so i'm fabulous that's the word fabulous
0: awesome um yeah so tell us about how you got married and um you know the process by which you ended up having kids give us a little bit more detail about your story
2: um i met my husband when we've just um, started secondary school and he used to come around and uh, tell his sister oh i'm gonna marry that girl or he'd come back and tell me oh he's gonna marry me and
1: okay. we'd
2: laugh at him and the girls would come out and count the hair on his chest and say oh god look at you know you want to marry someone you've got no hair on your chest this that and the other well um i left for england Yeah, I left Nigeria for England, Um, got to England, and I met him by chance at a party when I was 20, 20, I think, 21, 21, and that was it. We had our daughter, then we got married, then we got a house in that order. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's the story of us for now.
1: So did you meet him at a party in England?
3: He just happened to also be in the country.
2: He swears he followed, you know. He tells me, Oh, he's looking for me. I don't believe him,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's such a whirlwind romance story.
1: Mm. Yeah, he tries. Him.
0: <laughs> so, how did you feel when you um, got pregnant? I mean, were you excited? Were your parents excited? Like, what were What happened when you got pregnant?
2: Okay, I'm African, right? So this is something you don't do. You do not get pregnant out of wedlock. It doesn't happen. So Mm. I did that, and there was obviously a lot of friends because people are always very scared to go the route that I went. And you know, a lot of people they might get pregnant and they get rid of it because they don't want their parents to know or what you know that kind of stuff. Um, There's that pressure that you have to get married to the right man, have the babies, in that order. But I just wasn't going to go from not having this child that was already there. So I um, went ahead and had my daughter. So there was a lot of pressure on both sides. Um, But we stuck it out and got married after having baby number two and we're still there
1: that's uh what
0: my first girl is 22 she's 23 this year oh my gosh so you were talking about the pressure to have kids or actually not even the pressure to have kids but to have kids in uh within the context of like wedlock yes um so what was it like having it having your first child out of wedlock and what, what came along with that in terms of your culture and, you know, having Nigerian parents on both sides, like his parents, as well as, as well as yours.
2: Okay. So, um, let me just give you a bit of background. My dad, um, is a doctor. He studied at Oxford university. His attitude to things might be different. Mom studied in the UK as well. So, um, you know, that's that. My parents-in-law, my my mother-in-law is a PhD, and uh, you know, father-in-law, everybody studied in the UK and everything. So I kind of thought that their attitudes would be different, but it wasn't mm. different. They were just devastated that I did this thing. I brought this huge disgrace to them, and nobody could understand why I just didn't do the easy thing, you know, get rid of get rid of the pregnancy but that wasn't going to happen so my dad disowned me wow and um yeah my dad disowned me so i remember throughout my pregnancy i was sleeping on my friend's floors i was uh took up because there was absolutely no support financially i mean he was under a lot of pressure on his side because he just came into the uk and he was dependent on his parents so um, it was a very difficult thing because he was still trying to find his feet, so he couldn't help as much as he could have helped. But because I knew I had made this decision, I knew I had to work to to make sure that you know I was looked after and the baby was looked after. Yeah. The pressure was so intense that we broke up actually for most of the pregnancy. So um, the, the fallout of that was that I I didn't have any money. I got out of university because I was in my final year of university. I had to drop out um, to be able to get some money to, to do what I needed to do. So I remember I worked in factories, um, stepped on people's floors, and I went to the council, tried to get a place. They gave me this hostel. My goodness, I went to this hostel. I've never been so depressed in my life because I, they, you know, they give you this bed, they give you your own cooker, they give you all sorts of things, which is really good because they try to look after you, but ladies the nights i spent in that place it was just a one night oh my gosh on this very narrow bed the whole um. belly was hanging off the bed oh so <laughs> was hanging off the bed and i thought to myself nah mate
3: that was it. <laughs> nah went, oh mate God, the british came out <laughs> real quick nah mate
2: <laughs> Honestly, I left everything and went back, and then just worked really, really. Because one of my friends wasn't around, so I was able to stay at her place. I worked really, really hard to get the deposit to get a flat, and that's how I got a flat. And um, you know, luckily or by God's grace, um, my husband and I had sort of reconciled because you know, like I said before, we kind of broke up, and uh, we got back together just before the baby was born, and that was it. We tried to. You know make things work and then we got married when my daughter was uh, i think she was seven six seven at the time okay yeah so we we got married we, we you know we did the um, traditional wedding and we did the court wedding but not the white wedding and then we I get pregnant <laughs> I, <had it. laughs> I couldn't get pregnant for of i you know i don't know what was going on then i was on the other side of the pressure because you know we would go back to nigeria and people would be looking at me like okay what's happening where's the baby where, oh know, so where know
0: that you're it? married you have to have a baby
2: straight away and it, the oh my gosh was intense. it was just as bad as the first of pressure because Everyone was just looking at your belly. They wouldn't look at your face when they were talking to you. And you know, I had people that would call me, these were friends, like friends. Well, I call them friends, but that's, let me use it as a loose term. Because like, you you know, you're supposed to be pregnant by now, what are you doing? And so that pressure was really, really, really bad. And I got pregnant when my first daughter was eight. But well, that was like just a year and a half after marriage. But well, that year and a half in between, I just, I remember driving down one day, I was in the car and I thought to myself, "You what use using? Why don't you just kill yourself if you can't even get pregnant? Every dog, every cow, every cat
1: can oh get pregnant
2: you can't, you know? So that pressure was just that bad at that time. Anyway, I've had my daughter and uh, my second daughter is now 13. And then everyone's waiting for me to give them a son. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, God, the pressure never ends, dude.
2: It doesn't. It really doesn't. Have and if I had if I had, had a son now, they're voting for the second son because you're supposed to give them a, a son, uh, an heir and a spare, you know? So, yeah, so that hasn't happened. But I don't think this 40 something your old body is um, going is going to be given to any more children.
1: So, you know, I, I've had that pressure now. And it's,
2: but the fact now that I'm a lot older, um, it's the pressure has eased up because I'm, I don't believe anyone is expecting any else, anything else from me <laughs> at this
1: point. So,
0: Do you think that your daughters feel that same pressure? Or that, well, your older daughter, because she's about to get married, right? She,
2: well, I don't think she does because... um. She's only 22. She's going to be 23 this year. I think that's the least thing on her mind. And because I'm such a fierce mother, I won't even let anyone, you know, the the amount of pressure that I got that was from people and people's expectations. I'm not even going to let any of that be near her. Yeah. So, you know, as much as I can, I'll protect her. And if I hear a whiff of it, I'm going to fight whoever it is that said anything to her physically or otherwise so yeah i i um i don't think she has because i think i'm going to try and act as much as i can as a a a buffer
0: yeah Yeah. guys how do you feel about this lives i mean obviously we've talked about the fact that you're dating josh and he's from a nigerian Mm. background do you guys feel that kind of you need to be married before you have babies do you need to have babies is that like a thing um, I think, uh, you know, my
3: understanding of Nigerian culture is that, you know, you will have kids. It's not like a, oh, it's not like a decision that's <laughs> yours to make. It's like, it's, it's not like As a... think just are carrying it for it, nine months. It's, yeah, right. and it's not, it's not... It's like, oh, okay, my body, okay. Um, and because Josh is the, the first son of the family, oh, wow. the expectation that he will have children, is just, you know, it's just there. It's like unquestionable almost um and you know when I met his parents for the first time his grandma for the first time it was just like actually not his parents be fair. his parents are cool it's more his grandma his grandma was like so when are you gonna have a grandchild and I was like well, when, are you, when are you gonna give me a grandchild and I was like oh I mean you know, for three months <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, said, no, but um yeah I think um there is some beauty to that. The whole idea that family is so so important and means so much, but at the same time, I think it does put a lot of pressure on the woman um, mm. to kind of follow a strict way of being. And we've kind of gone back and forth about you know the expectations his family or his culture place on him versus what he, he actually wants. So move it in versus getting married versus like having children, and you know. Things have changed a lot and you aren't tied to, we do these things in this order because that's where it's always been. You know, you have to think about what is, um, you know, where are we in our lives and what is financially, um, you know, even a good thing to aim for. So there's all these other variables now. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's good that, you know, what you're saying is that you're trying to stop the cycle almost, like the way that you speak to your daughter and you know it's almost it's like it's um a lot of the time when we talk about trauma within the black community it's about stopping that cycle mm. and like not just like repeating history because it's what you mm. went through and it's what your mum went through it's so like mm. it's good that you're already thinking you know i'm gonna protect her from anyone who's gonna want to judge her or put her down like it, i think that's what you should do as a mum, but mm. not everyone has that same attitude
2: not everyone mm. has that attitude because they, you know, maybe they haven't gone through it and they don't know how horrible it is, or maybe it was easy for them to um, have babies. It was easy for them to conceive and have kids. And for mm. me, I, I've had some difficulty, and the fallout from that
1: has given me post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. I'm sure. mm. You know, so
2: so there, there is that, and you're so right with what you said about stopping the circle, the, um, the, the cycle, because. Our kids, our girls are born with brains. They're just not, um, you know, a kid's factory. You know what I mean? You know, they're born with brains. There's so much more than wounds. And as long as we as parents just enforce that and let our children know that they have so much more value, more than how many children they can produce or who they marry, all that stuff, then mm-hmm. we'll be halfway there to stopping uh, this kind of behavior.
0: No, for sure. Um, Shan, do you, how do you feel about it? Is it a big deal in your family? Because you have quite a big family, don't you?
3: Yeah, I think with me, it's like... Um, so my mum had me young. She had me at 17. So and when that happened, that was quite... That was seen as like, quite a big disappointment in the family. Because like, her mum's family is like, heavily um, like Christian and things like that. So like, I haven't had a child, and I'm, so my mum had me at 17 I'm now 23 so because I haven't now had a child I think a lot of people are quite thankful because it's like you haven't repeated the script if that makes sense it's like mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're so, sort of deemed as doing better because it's like I've gone to school got good grades gone to uni got good grades I got a good job do you know what I mean so it seems like oh it's just on the timeline but then I think the pressure comes from because she had a, a boy um, she was with my dad for a really long time and obviously it was from a young age because she ended up having me but I think because everyone's seen that they're like when I'm single they're like oh so where's your boyfriend so there's a lot of pressure for me to be dating or to be like actively looking for a spouse and like my auntie who I've spoken about on the podcast she's quite old and she's quite sick and she'll make a lot of comments like oh I hope I'm still alive and you get married or I hope mm. I'm still hey, I hope one day you find someone or like every time I'm with her she always ask me what, what's going on with guys like so even though she's not directly putting a pressure on me, I do somewhat feel pressured from her to be in a relationship to kind of fulfill her dream. So, like, if I was to find out, for example, that she was seriously ill or, and, like, had months to live, I would just make up a boyfriend and just be like, oh, just be my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> just telling my boyfriend for two months until, like, until the time comes, just to kind of fulfill it. And I think on another part of my family, like, there was, like, two years r- running, like, both my birthdays, so where family members are if I was a lesbian, I'm thinking, like, what on earth? How did we get here? Like, I love, I love guys. And then you just get episode two of this podcast. I like, them. but it's like because I've got a lot of like guy friends, and I'm a decent girl. They're like, well, why haven't you got a partner? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? As if it's somehow
0: you're you're doing.
3: Yeah, and it's like it's like it's the old it's the older people, and I don't mean it by any harm, and I know that because they, they even then go on to say, well, we do like girls, it's all right, we're not going to judge you, let's really, it's make it into Banner. But it's like, they don't mean any harm, but it's a subconscious pressure that I feel, so now, it's like, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, we're going to family parties, I don't have a date, but all my younger cousins have dates, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, my little mother yeah. has a date, but I don't have, like, it's, <laughs> it's not, a, I don't get a direct pressure, like, you need to get married by this time, or this is the time I'm for that, I don't really get that sort of pressure, but I subconsciously feel pressured by comments that people make
0: in my family, if
3: that makes sense. I
0: feel like I've gone around the houses to say that. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. I've, I think that's similar. And I think there is like an overlap between like the pressure that obviously Adobe and uh, that she felt because of her culture and Caribbean families as well. I know for me, it's interesting. I think. I think growing up, we never had the sex talk or we never had the parenting. As you said, it's just kind of assumed that you will have, you will be a mother and you will have a husband and, and that kind of thing. Mm. But the whole marrying out of wed or having a kid out of wedlock was a big, big thing for me and my family growing up. So mm. I think the reason that it wasn't even discussed was because it was just expected that that should wait until after I get married. Mm. Um, and it's funny because similar to Adobe, I did get pregnant when I was younger. I was like 25, I think, 20. No, I was 27. So I wasn't even that young. Um, and I remember going to Jamaica. I found out when I was in Jamaica and I went to my family doctor. So it's my, my family guy, who knew my mom, knew my dad really well. And he was just like, well, let me tell you right now that you have a choice to make because if you find, if you tell your parents, they will disown you. Like, he was already telling me to go and get rid of it because the idea of disgracing my parents by telling them that I was pregnant or it coming out that I was pregnant and I wasn't married was such a big deal. So this,
3: the idea of, like, being disowned is just so scary because, like, you see it a lot in, like, the Asian culture, the Asian communities a lot mm-hmm. with, like, them stepping out of faith or tradition and things like that. But it actually happens. It's actually very, very common in black communities.
0: I was going to say it's extremely common in in black communities, even I think particularly of the older generation as well. I mean, my parents were older. um, And Mm -hmm. had I had the baby, I'm pretty sure my dad in particular would have um, disowned me. As it happened, I had an ectopic. So it wasn't, um, I didn't have the choice to make. But um, my dad definitely would have disowned me, and I've I've had cousins and and um, nephews that, or nieces rather, because it's always women that gets disowned, never the men for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody disowned your husband. Adobe, when they found out that he was having a kid off of wedlock. Exactly.
2: It was like, what is this witch trying to <laughs> <our
1: brother
3: down?" laughs> As if it don't take two to make a baby. Exactly. Yeah, I
1: mean. do, After got his sperm that swam to your egg. <laughs> <laughs> to spoil their
2: son and drag him down to
3: hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: But it's I just so, um, think the
3: pressure does come more from African families though, than than Caribbean. Cause I feel like in a lot of, I feel like in terms of stereotypes, like typically Caribbean families is where like the people have kids young, or maybe it might just be British British Caribbeans, but like um, the people have kids young and then the dad runs away, so there's like more of a stigma on like not even having a family structure. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think even in Jamaica as well, I mean, there's uh, over fifty percent of the households in Jamaica are single are headed by single women, like you know, single really. Yeah, over fifty percent for sure. Wow. So there is that there is that kind of common law marriage, I think, that has become true. But I think as I said, of the older generation, as I said, my dad was in his eighties by the time he passed. had me at 53 so of his generation I still think it was an important thing to not have kids out of wedlock but it's interesting because I think now the transition on women the power has or the pressure has shifted to juggling everything right like being the perfect mom being the perfect wife and being the perfect um like businesswoman entrepreneur superwoman in in whatever it is that you're doing this is the dope black women podcast
2: to go back to what Shan said, yeah. Sean, when mm. I was pregnant with my daughter, I went to a Caribbean church, mm. and it was um, it was like uh, Leah said it was full of um older ladies, and it was like they looked at my belly, they looked at my ring finger, they looked at my belly, they looked at my ring finger and just
1: turn up
2: their faces. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Definitely. So the pressure was still there. So, like maybe like Leah said, it was the older generation. Yeah, was it all the generation? And... That's out of order, you know. Sorry,
1: <laughs> it's,
3: it's just out. I, some people just really get on my nerves. Sorry to quickly rant. But as, as, as someone expected, a child, you've got enough hormones going on, enough money, financial questions to worry about. I don't want to be looking at my hand and looking, at, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have a mm-hmm. ring, but the ring needs to be resized. Please
1: watch their own.
0: Do you guys think it's different being a mom now? Like, what would happen if? Shan, if you were to get pregnant tomorrow, like, how would you feel about balancing your career and being a mom and just everything that comes with that? Um, I think I've got quite a biased view in that
1: because
3: um, my mom's obviously my mom's married now, and before my dad was around, he was like in and out, in and out, in and out. But for the, for the majority of my childhood, I grew up looking at my mom as a single woman. Mom owns her own business. She's like went to uni several times. Like, so I, in my head, I've grown up seeing a woman be a single... What was that phrase you said earlier about the woman in Jamaica? Like, basically be the, the head of the household. Yeah. In terms of, like, finances, mm-hmm. sort of doing everything. And, and I've seen my mum do that and smash it. And it's not, it's not to say that it wasn't hard on her, because I, I know it wasn't as easy as it looked growing up, but I've genuinely seen her just, like, smash the fuck out of it. So because she's done that, I feel like I can only do better or match it. So to me, the idea of being, like, a lone parent or a single parent isn't something that's scary or, like, that I'm yeah. concerned about. It's definitely mm-hmm. not something I'm going to work towards or it's uh, not something I aspire to do, like. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not going to be
1: like, yay, I'm
3: going to be a single Like, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> not something I'm saying at all. But what, 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 because I've grown up in an environment where I've seen someone do it and do it well, it doesn't feel yeah. like something um, that's, that's very scary to me. And I feel like, as mm-hmm. well, because, I'm, because I work in a creative industry... A lot of people I'm in are going to have to be that boss mum of the household, whether you're in a relationship or not. You're mm. going to be that mum who's the mum, but you've had a really good job because that's just what the creative industry is like. And in the same way that if you're a lawyer, but you're a mum, it's still that same sort of like balance as well.
0: Livs, what would mm. you do? What would you and un- have you, you and Josh discussed this? Like, what would happen if you got pregnant and.
3: I, the thing is, what's interesting is I didn't want kids for a long, long time. Like I'd never had, um, what is it, broody?
1: Yeah, no, broody. Yeah.
3: I never got that like ever. I was always adamant that I didn't want kids, that I didn't want to have to raise someone
1: and, yeah. and
3: have to, like, look after them. I wanted to be that auntie who goes on cruises and just lives her best life. Like, <laughs> that was going <laughs> to be That's me. And then,
1: um, and then, yeah,
3: like, all these love obviously changes the script a bit. You think, oh, yeah, it would be nice to have a family.
1: I mm-hmm.
3: um, mean, Josh have talked about it in the future when the time is right when we're financially stable when we're a lot more mature um so not anything not something anytime soon um but I think what's interesting um just like women in general you know I remember growing up and being like yeah I don't want kids and people would be like oh my god what do you mean what do yeah. you mean you know what kids you'll change your mind you'll change your mind and looking back it's like I was like 14. Like, why do you care so much? <laughs> like, when when young girls say they don't want kids, people are all starting to be like, no, what do you mean? Liz, and that makes me girl. laugh.
2: In Africa at 14, a 14-year-old girl coming out to say, oh, I don't want kids. You hear, God forbid, go and wash your <laughs> mouth. What are you saying?
3: Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs>
2: But, but if
3: a boy said he didn't want kids, is he going to get that reaction?
2: I think he will too. Because it's a thing where, really? how, how, yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Because there's still, they're, there's some um, pressure. So when a man starts getting to 30 or whatever, they'll be like, don't you, don't you know you're getting older? When would you find a wife and start having kids? So they have that pressure too. But I think we have it much more than they do. Because we mm. are expected to sit and wait to be chosen, whereas the men mm. can go out and marry whoever they want or pick and choose whoever they want. So there's that um, dynamics.
3: Well, I was gonna say, I think it's interesting what Liz was saying about like saying from like fourteen that you didn't want to um, like have children. Cause like I'm a lot of my friends and like people that I'm really close to assume that I want to have kids because of how active I am with my siblings, my friends' kids. I just, just take them out all the time. About not, not that I'm going to babysit because I want to be of them but even though I'm so like that with them it doesn't necessarily mean I want to have children
1: mm-hmm. and when it comes mm-hmm. to me,
3: like dating and then telling the guy that I feel really awkward about doing it so like this guy I'm talking to at the moment he was like oh I hope one day we're able to have a like, he's got a child and he's like oh one day we'll have our own children and I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, why? Why? He's like why do he say me and I'm like I'm not saying that wouldn't happen if we were to be together, but I'm, I can't guarantee that it's going to happen. And he's like, but why would you not want to have kids? And I'm just like, here we go. But I've had those sort of conversations before, and it's like, I'm not, I'm neither like, yeah, I want to definitely have kids, or no, I don't. I'm just not really sure at the moment. But mm. I find that such an awkward conversation to navigate when dating, when I don't think it's not really common, or a lot of people aren't aware that a lot of women don't have this interest to, to be at home or mm. to be a mum.
0: And you think now that I'm dating and I'm obviously at a certain age, I'm thirty-five, where people are like every time you walk into a doctor's office, they're like, Well, you know you're thirty five, you need to hurry up and have kids and <laughs> I know my age. I think exactly, it, like, like, I life, know. Like... But I think when I go on dates, people expect me to be like in a rush, like you know, yeah. like they're like, I'm ready to have a baby tomorrow. And that's definitely not the case. Like I do want to have kids, but I'm not in a rush either. There's, like there are so many other things that I want to do that yeah. maybe children don't involve. But I think it's interesting that me- pretty much everybody around you, whether it's men or doctors or girlfriends are like, so when are you going to have that baby? When are you going to find that man? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
2: I don't know if I'm the only um, African uh, lady in this um, in this discussion, but for me, I don't think there was a choice of oh, do you want to have kids or not have kids. I think it was always hammered into my head mm-hmm. from birth. You are mm-hmm. going to have kids, so I I have never not thought oh, do I want kids or do I not want kids and. I found out that the girls that grew up around me, nobody thought that it was just a foregone conclusion that you were gonna have kids full stop. Mm. And that was going to be your main mission. <laughs> mm. So say, you know, so I'm wondering if that was conditioned uh, culturally. But I might be wrong, but I, I just you know, I just noticed that you know, Liz said that she didn't, you know, she didn't want kids when she was 14, and Sean, you're saying, oh, that is not your priority right now, and so are you, Leanne, that is not your priority right now. But for me, it had always been a priority. But I think also, at, at least for me,
0: I can say that by me saying that I'm considering, <laughs> I'm not in a rush to have kids, is yeah. going against the grain of what's expected of me. Like it okay. is, I am fully in ju- being judged on every step of the way. That about the fact that I'm 35 and not with child and married, like it's a thing, it's a problem.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, so I think
3: surely. I think with me, I think with me as well. It's, it just goes back to my like solo experience where my mum had, had kids young and I just didn't want to feel like a disappointment to my mum. I didn't want my mum my mom to think, oh, my daughter didn't learn from my mistakes. Do you know what I mean? So for me, yes. I've always wanted to make my mum proud organically, not like doing things I don't want to do, but I've always wanted to make her proud. So to me, it was like, I can't, I would have felt like I would have let her down to be in an environment where I was having a child young in the same way that she was. So it okay. kind of comes from that. And also I feel like, there's so much freedom you get from not being a mum, and I just feel like let me just let me just use that baby. Like, okay, yeah,
1: I'm but 23. Then, mm-hmm. I can
3: wait till I'm I wait till I'm 27 to have a child. So Are I you mean, 23, I'm, I'm, Shan? I'm, yeah, no, I'm I'm
1: I'm, I'm 23.
2: So it's
1: like, I don't, I damn, don't, I'm, I'm old. i do
2: not. No, you, you think you're old? I'm old enough to be Shan's mum,
0: and older than because but I have I, a child that is Shan's age. Oh, that's true, because uh, <laughs> your, your oldest daughter is... Uh, hey, mom. <laughs> <She's>, hey, darling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be 23. This she, yeah, so she's the same age as
0: Sean. But do you guys, I guess you guys then don't feel that kind of biological clock pressure. Like, I definitely, a lot of women my age are talking about freezing their eggs mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, the pressure that they feel to have kids against, you know, most doctors will tell you at the age of 35, it's, you, eggs start to... Decline. I don't know if that's totally true or not, or if it's just the cultural mm. pressure of black doctors. Being. I
3: definitely feel the pressure, but I think I feel it. Diff- the pressure comes more from like I know that for myself. I would rather so like you know how before we were talking about like at the start of the podcast about like getting married first and things like that.
1: Yeah, I don't think
3: that's that's not something I I felt pressure to do. But that's something mm. for myself that I want. So whether that's marriage or being in a genuinely like committed and stable relationship. Yeah, I know that I know that the life that I would like to give my children. I need to be at a certain point, so I feel pressured in a sense. Like you know, the young yeah. when I was young, I was like, when I'm 26, I have my mm-hmm. old house, I'm married, seriously. I'm not 23, none of those things on the on the way. So it's, it's it's a pressure. It's a pressure of like the order that I want things to go in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. If I 30, I want to have a child. I need to meet this guy in like two and a half months, like two and <laughs> and a half, two, 13 hours, and I need to date him for six months. And, and then I can see <laughs> marriage. Do you know what I mean? So it's 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 the backwards clock of the order that I want that I want things to do with to make the quote unquote like perfect life. That's yeah. what I think is creating such a pressure. And I think I think I'm think I'm, a, I'm around a lot of older women and they mm. talk a lot about pre egg freezes and things like that. So it kinda of backstates to me about pressure about it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. I think I definitely um Feel the pressure but i'm kind of just letting go of that like i certainly had that when i'm 26 i'm gonna have my phd and i'm gonna be uh on my way to being married and having my first kid and obviously that didn't happen um but yeah i think i I do have my phd but obviously i don't have any kids yet (laughs) 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 and i'm not married but I think I've just let go of the idea of what it is to have that perfect life. And that kind of continues to shift as I continue to experience life generally. Exactly. And so now, instead of being well, worried about, happens. I'm actually really excited about not knowing what's going to happen. You know, that's like that's, good. it's an amazing thing that I don't know what could happen. That means anything I want could happen. You know? Yes. Do a lot of your friends have kids? Quite a few of my friends do have kids. It's funny because I, I think I said this before, but all of my male, close male friends are married or committed with kids, and most of my black girlfriends are single.
1: Wow. Really?
0: Yeah, 100%. Oh, Some of them have kids, but most of them are single and, and childless. But all of my male friends are, most of my male friends are committed and have children.
1: Wow. That's
0: Which so I interesting. interesting. Yeah? please get them on it's true it's we definitely mm-hmm. need to get some men on to get the male perspective sooner than later yeah. <laughs> but it's Indeed. interesting because we don't really talk we worry about our own fertility so much mm-hmm. that we don't worry about men's infertility like that's not something that we talk about because even my mom she was married yeah. her first marriage she couldn't have kids and i think she always assumed that it was her fault and then yeah. she met mm-hmm. my dad and had three well, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's always a
2: woman's fault, quote unquote. It's always it's mm. always it's always oh um she was married to Joanna, Joanna didn't give him any kids, mm-hmm. and then he went and married Olivia, and Olivia didn't give him any kids either. What bad yeah. luck, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's,
0: so true. it's, it's funny. funny. I actually have a friend who shall remain nameless, a guy who had a friend who a girlfriend you know a friend who was a girl who asked him to sleep with her because his her partner was shooting blanks and she was under pressure to produce a child for him but there was no way that he would conceive that it was his fault so he was just she was just like yo I'm just gonna lie to you and have somebody else's baby so that you can think that you've produced a child wow yeah stop it yeah that's
3: wow.
0: so crazy wait so did it happen yeah he had a kid he she she got pregnant and she's and to this day, raising...
3: does he think it is yeah 100%. what oh that is some jerry springer shit
2: yeah <laughs> 100%. Well,
3: not really because uh, you know where i
2: come from women have to survive because it's this thing because if you don't have children. There are real it's consequences. Your fault, you're a witch. You're eating your kids. Mm. So the women have to find a way to. Cats. Well, the, you yeah. know, it's spiritually. Ah. It's all you know. You hear all sorts of things. You know, oh, you know, she hasn't had. She doesn't have children because of X, Y, Z. All sorts of outlandish things. So the women <sighs> need to survive. And sometimes you go into a family. There are five children, and not one of them is for the husband.
0: Not one. Mm.
1: Not the husband no.
0: He may or may not Deep know. Deep down, he must know, right? Deep down. He,
1: he, when the child's coming out
3: and the nose looks like no one, not the mum, not the dad, the eyes are green,
0: the hair colour, what
3: the hell? Yeah.
0: Listen, you will Everyone convince yourself that that child that. looks like you. Like, you will believe it. if Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. on a
3: more deeper so, level, that,
0: like, on a serious level, when it comes to, like, um, health history and stuff like that, how does that work? Because... Do you know what I
2: mean? A lot of because, women
0: have been caught up that way. What? Yeah. Yeah, or when they're applying for, like, passports out. or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and you have to do DNA testing. A lot of women get caught up that way. Yeah, been But even more child, house. like, when I go to the
3: doctors and they're like, oh, do you have a um, history of diabetic in the family? Do you have history of blah, 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 blah. I don't go to my mum, mom, do we have it? I just know organically based on my parents, my grandparents. But if you're thinking... Your dad's Jerome. Your dad's really like Daniel. Do you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. You're not. You're not qualifying information with your mom. You're telling them the complete wrong thing. Imagine someone going like, "Yeah, I've got sickle cell. in My family. Yeah, yeah, sickle cell. They don't have any sickle cell. They don't. But it's not your dad." But like, this is crazy. This is some serious stuff. I can't believe what I'm hearing.
0: It's not oh,
3: um, it happens.
2: It happens. And it's very devastating. And I sometimes I think to my par- to myself, these parents, they've done this thing selfishly, not knowing that down the line is going to be very devastating for the child. You know? Mm. Well, mm. some of these women they just do it because they need to survive, you know. Yeah. yeah. With culture and beliefs and all that stuff. So yeah.
0: Crazy. I mean, what's adoption? What's the whole? Is there a stigma around adoption in in the African community? You think, or in your in Nigerian community, though? I I don't want people
2: adopt. I don't want to say there's a stigma, but it's not the same as having your own kids. I, so I don't is, want to use the mm-hmm. word stigma because you know a lot of people before they adopt they go through all sorts of things they, they would have um ivf a hundred times really yeah, like, yeah they'll have ivf and it's so expensive. They'll, a big one now with surrogacy mm. yeah a big one in nigeria now is surrogacy so before they go the adoption route they really try their best to produce the child from their own body uh, until it's like it's not happening and then they go to the adoption you know route
0: yeah It's funny, because even if I do have kids, which I hope to have a kid, um, I'm pretty adamant about adopting. Like, I think it's a really important thing, and I think more people should adopt, um, and it would, for a number of reasons, but I personally just, you know, have always thought that I wanted to, but it's funny, every time I bring it up to someone that I'm dating, Mm. and I've always dated Jamaican men, they're like, well, we need (laughs) to have our own kid first. Mm. So. i understand that yes i
2: do and in africa if you if you've had your well from where i come from if you have if you've had your children and you adopt your your what's the word not a hero but it's you know you've done a fantastic thing that's right but if you adopt because quote unquote you can't have your own kids it's viewed a little bit more differently than if you've had your kids and then you adopt Mm.
1: so if Mm. you've had your kids and adopt it's
2: a good
3: thing I want to just ask something about adoption um particularly like from an African perspective so like what do you make of um like white westerners who adopt African children Mm. um just because you know it's a thing that like celebrities do and it's always met with um you know there's always the people that say oh you know they should be allowed to adopt who they want it's coming out of love and then the other people say oh it's the whole white savory thing so like as an african yourself um does it make you uncomfortable or do you not really care
2: so for the people that are saying why are they doing it are they going to give that child the kind of life madonna is going to give that child or are they going to give that child the kind of life sandra billock is going to give that child if you can make one child's life better, please go ahead and do it. Black, white, pink, yellow, Hmm. red. I've got... No, (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I don't. Because I I just feel, you know, when people make a bit of noise about it, I'm thinking, how many children have you adopted?
0: How many? You know what what it is, though? Sorry? Uh, uh, No, I was just saying, you know what it is? I think if you are a white person that's going to adopt... A child of another race, whether it's black and vice versa, if you're a black person who's adopting a Chinese baby or whatever it is, yeah. I think yeah. you have to recognize that that child will have a certain identity and that it's gonna be different from yours, and you need to accommodate for that so i i have I have a real problem with the fact that like white women might adopt children but not go out of their way to embrace the, the culture, culture that they're yeah. adopting the child mm-hmm. from yes. that's my issue. It's not the adopting. But it's like, mm-hmm. if you're going to adopt a child from Senegal, Anyone. make sure mm-hmm. that they are in tune with their culture. You need to be invested mm-hmm. in that culture. You need to be, able to be a source of, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I, they I
2: they agree with you, Lee, because, you know, I agree with you. If you're going to adopt a child, just make that effort. But as for stopping people from adopting that child, I think that's wrong. Oh, yeah, you know, Because sure. I think that's wrong. Because that child is will probably not have the same life expectancy where they are at that point. Um, You know, they'll probably, or maybe if the child would live to maybe five and then someone like Madonna um, adopts that child um, and the child would have sort of like a full lifespan. So with things like that, I feel like nobody should stop anyone from doing that. But yes, Leanne, you're right. People should work hard at learning that child's culture so that you don't completely disengage that child from wherever they're coming from,
0: Mm. you know? So, yeah. But you're definitely right. That I'm actually doing some research about uh the quality of care in institutional in, institutions like childcare institutions. And it's crazy to know how little people adopt and how much of a difference it could make in a child's life. Because if the alternative is going into a home, yes. um, you know, or some mm. sort of childcare institution, the dramatic difference in quality of well being. Or quality of life, well being, development, as well, when you're talking about babies that are going into care, is dramatically Mm -hmm. different. And actually, adopting makes such a huge impact on just even if it doesn't matter how rich you are or how wealthy you are, just having Mm -hmm. a familial space to be in has a huge impact on kids. Yes, it
1: does.
2: It does. Well, I mentioned the big names because they're the ones that are
0: being criticized in the media. For sure, no, mm. 100%. <laughs> uh, Livs, how do you feel about it? Because you asked the question. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> no, I just, it's not really, I, I get both sides of it. I understand both sides of it because I think that on one side, you know, these rich white women will often adopt children um, from third world countries. And, you know, in some ways, yes, that is something to be admired. But in other ways, um, I guess what would be a more long-term goal is that those mothers from those third-world countries should be supported in the first place
1: mm, so that they
3: don't have to point. give their children up to adoption in the first place.
1: Okay. So rather
3: than like, oh, you know, the quick route is to take care of the children and take those children out of the environment, but you're still leaving the mothers behind. Um and there's trauma that comes with that. Because you, like, you hear so many horror stories of, um, you know, dodgy charities where, like, it's not like this child was put into a care system and it's all, like, through the government, it's all very organised. It's like this child was taken away from their mother. Mm. Um, it's something that happens. So, yeah. I think okay. it's, it's, not, it's, not black, it's not a black and white issue. Okay. Mm. Okay, I hear that. I understand that.
1: I haven't even thought
2: of it that way.
0: Yeah, me neither. That's a good mm. point, Liz. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you Shan, no, no. you were saying that like you get the the thing about wanting to have your own kids first. Is that a thing for you too? Like, do you think there's a difference?
1: Um, I I've always, you know. Sorry.
3: <laughs> What I'm gonna say sounds so childish, but it's actually real life. But like growing up I love watching Tracy Beaker. I <laughs> my <when>, like she- <laughs> You love watching what? Tracy, Tracy Beaker. Beaker What's Tracy Beaker? It's like a TV oh, programme. Stop it now. Based, you
0: know what
1: based
0: on, stop I can't
1: based it's on the-
2: a
3: British programme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. A, a children's programme based on a character that grew up in a dumping ground to the care home. Okay. And then you watch the trauma she goes through, you know, living in the care home and having someone woman as a foster mum and not a foster mum and the turmoil of it and all of that. And I always just thought when I was growing up, I want to be able to save Tracy Beaker. So when I watched uh, that, it then made me want to... And, and I also, at the same time as watching Tracy Beaker, I also had a really, really close friend growing up who was in a care home. And she spoke yeah. to me a lot about her experience. And then, like, in my, within my family, I've got a cousin who technically is my, foster, is my adoptive cousin. And, like, growing up within, like, my family households a lot of everyone adopted or like fostered so like to me it's quite a norm thing to do oh. so for me i feel like when you see these things on the news about the black community where we need more support in them and one of them is like being foster parent, foster parents and adoptive parents if that's something that i'm able to do i don't see why i wouldn't do that to give someone a better life so i feel like yeah we're already, we're already at the bottom of the part anyway you can have a two-parent household of black people and a child could still be disadvantage and setback and I feel like True. when you're coming from a we're not in a, a care system it's even yeah. more of a setback like when you're in a care system and you reach 18 and then you gotta leave it's mad so but to give someone mm. that stability to be to, for me to know that I could give someone that stability I think would just make me feel like I really come to the world that like, come to this world and I like, left the mark like I can't explain it it comes from quite a deep place but I'm going around the circles, so the moral of the story is I definitely want to adopt, but I think that if I was in a relationship with a partner, I could understand why the person might be like, Let's have children first. Because okay. it's kind of like, Let's worry about us before we worry about somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't I would right. want I wouldn't want to adopt someone and them to feel like the adopted child. I would want to adopt someone and when I'm introducing them, Oh, this is my That's child. Your kid, yeah. so so, um, with, so with that so with that in mind, it would be it would kind of make more natural sense to me to have a child first because this is my genuine first child if not it's gonna be like this is my first child I've got a whistle when I get out of the room actually it's the adoptive one my first child <laughs> is blah blah do you <laughs> know what I mean? it's just a bit crazy yeah yeah, yeah um I was gonna say Leanne and Rochelle because you both said that you'd like to adopt if your partner was totally against it if your partner was like no that's not something that i want different. to do is that like is that a deal breaker I feel like not yeah, selfish. How can, what's your reason to be against it?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it would depend on the reason. Like, what what would be his justification? If it's like, we can't afford two kids, then can't That's really argue with that. But yeah. I guess it's not for
3: everyone because, like, you know, t- to give the other side of the argument, it can be really difficult. Like, you could adopt a kid thinking, oh, it's going to be all rosy. And then this kid is like, you know like
0: Damien. Yeah, like they're, they take
3: work. Like a lot of these kids going to foster care but yeah, your kid
0: could be uh, like Damien a, too. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: yeah, but at least it's my kid. Like No, no, no. I also feel like adoptive, but when you adopt children, they're normally younger. When yeah. it comes to adopting adopting children, when they're at a certain age, they don't really like it's not really a thing where they're gonna be like, oh, adopt this child, adopt this child. So if you like if you like, if you're fostering someone and you get a child who's like fourteen or sixteen, there's not, they don't really talk about adoption that much unless it's something that you and that child personally want yeah, to Yeah, that's do. your choice. Child, that's what
0: you want. The child, yeah,
3: because yeah, the child's leaving the care system. Whereas when they're like under 10 or under 7, I think
1: it is,
3: that's when it's more like the pushing people to adopt. So for me personally, when it comes to adopting, I would rather adopt someone who's like newborn or like early years, like three, four. And that is, that's me being selfish and not wanting to have to deal with what you just said like getting the demon child do you know what i mean i like, have a good time my like, right now when they're four or five you know I can, train, I can train i can
1: help
0: i can do it when they're when they've already
3: got all these unlearned bad behaviors like, mm-hmm.
0: but some pe- some people much. genuinely want that right some people want especially like older parents or older women and men i feel like are okay with adopting a teenager because they don't want to adopt a baby and have to deal with yeah, the yeah, long yeah. nights and the so I think it depends on you as a couple. I personally mm. would probably want to adopt a baby or some, uh, you know, a, a toddler at least. Yeah. And then it's also, mm. you get to choose on some level. You're not just, they're not just handing you over any old baby. Like, you know, mm. you do have mm. to go through a process and you can, you know, some people are more, um, what's the right word, benevolent than others in being okay with raising kids with disabilities and that kind mm. of thing. But if he just ruled out adoption altogether for something that wasn't practical, I think that might be a deal breaker. I think and I would say I think, a lot about
3: them as a person. Yeah, Exactly,
0: because it speaks to their the floor of
3: them. <laughs> Why would you not like? I can't think of a real reason. Other, other than that, like, the financial thing, cool. There's no space in the house, cool. But if I'm really proposing to you to, have a, to adopt a child and I'm stupid enough to be doing it when we're broke or when the house has only got a one bedroom flat, and we've only got three kids in it. <laughs> then that's 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 an issue with me
0: yeah no I definitely wouldn't just adopt for the sake of adopting it would have to be um something that both of us are into but I would raise eyebrows for sure
3: this is the dope black women podcast so we've talked about a lot of different topics we've covered marriage and abortion and adoption and all kinds of things have you guys um has it made you think differently about anything when it comes to having children or has it challenged any
1: views you already have
0: i think i try to challenge those kind of embedded pressures that we all feel or that we've all talked about anyway but i think knowing that they're obviously like hearing dobes's story and you know, the fact that, you know, she went through this difficult thing of, dis- you mm-hmm. know, potentially disappointing the culture and still ended up on the other side of it definitely makes me more, um, more invested in disrupting the norms and just being like, you know what, if I do have kids, I have kids and that's great, but I'm not going to do mm-hmm. it just because I'm of a certain age and because people are telling me I need to find a husband and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Like I'm enjoying my life as it is now and i think you know that's the most important thing
2: i've always been outside the uh, curve you know like an anomaly i've always been just that person that is just left key you know so um i think it's very important that you just make the right decisions for you i found myself being very very um upset not upset but quite um Depressed for quite a while because I just wanted to please everybody, but for some reason I just couldn't please everybody, I just Mm. couldn't do it, you know. So, whatever I did, it wasn't pleasing anybody. And now I've come to the point where I'm like, okay, something that rhymes with talk it but starts with F. Now
0: (laughs) you (laughs) can curse domes (laughs) I was like, what it. (laughs) now that
2: i'm there i find myself a lot happier i'm just living my life the way i want to my husband and my kids they've accepted me the way i am i'm crazy i'm not the i'm not your normal mother i'm not your normal wife it's been accepted and life goes on and we're all happy so i think everybody should just try their best not to
1: succumb to, to societal pressure
3: because if we do it will kill us. So yeah at the end, mm. what you said you're having a good time. Please, honey, don't change a thing. You're fabulous. Love hey, it. Hey, me and honey. I think um to me it's kind of made me a lot more aware of the fact that a lot of the thoughts or pressures that I think I'm in tune with or I've experienced I've kind of like not spoken to anybody about until now. It kind of made me aware that it's kind of in line with the pressures of just being a woman in general. So I feel like we're all from different backgrounds, different classes, different ages, all of that sort of jazz. And there's, there's a lot of overlap in kind of how we've all felt with the different topics. And I think also as well, I think it, it's kind of made it more apparent to me that a lot of the pressures to kind of like have a child or that sort of stuff stems from the older generation. Because I feel like we're, like in talking today on the podcast, that a lot of the things that I'm saying is that like, I don't feel pressured by this or that. Like directly, it's because like my mum had me young, so like my nan is probably the same age as like most people's mums that are my age. Do you get what I mean? So, so therefore, I don't have a lot of that direct pressure of like you need to get married, you need to get married, or you need to have kids, you need to have kids because like their attitudes aren't really like that. And I'm like third generation British as well, so when it comes to like traditions, it's even more further apart. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Cause when you when you grow up here, it's more about survival. It's more about making the most of yourself. Whereas when you're like back home, because that is your home and your majority, it's more about like status and being like king, not literally king, but king. You know
0: what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I get you. No, hundred percent. Lives. Are you still firm in your? We're gonna do what's best for us when the time comes yeah 100% I think that um
3: you know when things I've taken away from this um is just like kind of something I said in the beginning about breaking the cycle I think we've all felt pressures in our own way from um outside sources or just society in general or our parents or grandparents or whatever it is and I think it's just bringing back home that um you know what you choose to do with your body is your own personal choice mm. period <laughs> and yeah it's like how you then go about that uh with your future and with your children is is up to yours to make so i feel positive i feel good about the next generation i feel like things are definitely changing in terms of the pressure that we would be face in general
0: awesome Dobs, thanks so much for joining us this week. I feel like we've learned so much. This has been a really good discussion. Thank you so much,
2: ladies, for inviting me. It's been fun, really fun. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for listening, guys. We know you have lots of time on your hands nowadays. So.
1: <laughs> I'm so
0: done. So don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you get the podcast from. Go back and listen to some of the older episodes. Catch up with some of the ones that you've missed. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, we're Dope Black One, and on Facebook, we are just Dope Black Women. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. All the way black. Blackly black. Blacktastic.
3: Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Hi, Lou. Hey. Where's everyone? They can't use Zoom. What the hell, yeah? <laughs>
0: Everybody's here now.
3: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) No, that's so funny.
1: (laughs) You're so dumb. Cutting us all out, but we got here before you.